back to the advice from hannah show we have a vip guest in the building i'm yo i'm giddy i'm giddy i'm excited uh david rodriguez is in the house welcome back welcome thank you back. so much no honestly I'm, I'm just blessed to be here like last time was a great conversation i'm really looking forward to like what we're gonna do now and a lot's changed and you know time has gone by so like i said i appreciate the uh, opportunity to be here I'm excited. I want to, just for anybody who's listening to us for the first time. So David was my very first Instagram live four years ago at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the time this airs, cause I'd be, I turned four in March of 2023. So yeah, it would have been four years ago. You went on live with me and you started it all. You started it. The, the thing that I do, the questions, it was mm. with you that I started it. So. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> So tell everybody a bit about yourself, what you do, you know, the 411. Yeah, no, nothing crazy. Um, you know, <laughs> I just, crazy. Uh, yeah, no, no, not crazy. I'm a pretty simple person. You know, I just um, work with real estate. I'm a real estate investor. I read good books. I grew up in, you know, somewhat of what people would say is poverty. And I had no, you know, college education. I didn't have a way to make you know, a source of income like, you know, engineering or something like that, that's would be called, you know, a higher middle class. So I had a child pretty young at the age of 22 and didn't know what I was to do after that. And it came to my understanding that people either invest or buy in real estate. So that's kind of what I started doing. And, you know, and and it's been very um, up and coming until then, I guess. So (laughs) I went from not knowing what to do to find something that I love to do and I'm passionate about. And I got very, you know, blessed in that opportunity. And I've, you know, kept my head down and been consistent, read good books, hung out with good people. And at the end of the day, hard work really pays off. So I've been, you know, like I said, blessed to experience this so far. And I'm only 30, so it's just getting started. And I have a long way to go. So I'm very excited for uh, the future and what's going to come. I'm super excited. Sorry. I don't know why I have this cough right now. Ah, oh, it's the it's season. 2022 and there's a million vibes. <clears throat> I know. I know. It, it is wild, wild west. But I have to ask. So you went from not knowing what to do into real estate. But I remember one of our conversations that we had. And you said that the place to meet people is the golf club. Do you remember that? The place to meet people. Yeah. 
You know, it's funny is I, I actually golf in uh, tournaments weekly with my brother, who's my partner. Uh, I, I golf all the time. I've gotten way better. And <laughs> I forgot that I brought that up, but it's funny because I've met buyers, a lot of investors uh, on the golf course. So if you're a good golfer, I recommend getting out there and, uh, you know, trying to break 70 or 80 at least. That's that's just the thing that I want to touch, the positioning yourself in the right environment. Because sometimes we don't get the opportunities. I say we because I include myself, you and I. We grew up very similar. And we don't get these opportunities to meet and mingle with, you know, Uncle David at the age of seven. Correct. Right, who's correct. already established. No, correct. You know, this is now your kids. Your kids get to meet the higher people as children. So, you know, if I ever see Penelope in a room, I'd be like, hey, your dad's David. Hey, what's going on? And, you know, it's a thing. Like she has an upper hand now because of your hard work. So how was it for you to break that barrier of getting into those those spaces or the golf club or or just the meetings with the people that are higher up? How did you feel? You know, it's actually crazy because I've I've done a handful of podcasts and talked to a lot of people and no one's ever asked me that. <laughs> It's me. You with me. No, holy man. I don't know if I can cuss them here, but no, yeah, like, um, thing. Thing. yes, holy. I no. it now, so it's No, fine. it's crazy. Yeah. No, honestly, like, I've never thought of it in that perspective, but you're absolutely right. Like, um, you know, I, I, I didn't know what golf was until I was a few years past high school and picked up the club and worked at it, but I was pretty athletic, did a lot of sports, you know, growing up through the county, um, never through school because you know obviously my mom couldn't afford it but um no it's 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 a very important thing because i don't really teach my kids or like give my kids what they never had i'm i'm more teach them like what they never knew and like what i never knew so it's 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 a weird um realization right now i'm just real like i feel like i'm on the spot like because you're right. Like I, when I look at my kids, I'm like, Hey, you know, shake my hand, make eye contact, say what you want to say. Like even little things like you're going to clean your room, shake your hand on it. Like, like, let's make an agreement. You're going to clean your room. I'll give you X, Y, or Z, you know, candy or something at the end of the day, something small. If you, it, I tell my daughters, if you read a chapter book, um, I'll give you a couple dollars. If you read a book, not if you do your chores or clean up the room, like that's, that's necessary. Like that's, that is expected. Right. But it's like, if you're going to read a book or you're going to do something, you know, extraordinary, that is what should be complimented because I want them to do more of that versus like, you know, you should wake up and make your bed every day. Like your, your house should be what you expect it to be every day. So it's just kind of difficult, but at the same time, it's, yeah, I don't think I, I just focus more on their education. Honestly, like uh, growing up, my mom never said like, is your homework done? Like, you know, where, you know, where are your grades at? Like, so I try to focus more on that because not that I so much, you know, I probably shouldn't say this, but so much care about their education because I want them to be smart and educated as far as like reading and writing, but I don't expect them to go get a, you know, master's in, you know, psychology or anything, unless that's what they want to do. If they want to do that, then absolutely like have the highest expectations on, you know, what you see yourself to be. But as far as like my expectations on them, I just want to give them enough rope to go do what they want to do and back them up, you know? So my job is like, how do I fund that? How do I, how do I, you know, do I buy a house and put them on the the title or the deed so they can, when they turn 18, sell that and have the equity to put towards their college education if they feel dedicated or, you know, inspired by a certain degree. Like for me, my inspiration was like, how do I take care of my mom, which she lives with me now, which is a blessing. And it's crazy because my kids get to see her daily, you know, or and and go downstairs and see her. And and that's a really, to me, a high achievement. Like people always say, like, buy a Lamborghini. Like, no, like retiring your mom is like the best thing you can do. Like you need to do that before you buy a Lamborghini. Like if you don't, it's like something's wrong with your priorities. You got to get them straight. But you know, it, it. we can talk about that one question all night long, honestly. <laughs> no, well, that's just it. You have to understand. I, growing up myself, I, it was an emphasis on education because coming from back, backstory, right? Because I, from, I've come from the islands 
and I'm a female, my mom grew up in a different era where females didn't really have a stab at the business world. They didn't really have that voice, uh, which is one of the reasons why I grew up in Toronto, Canada, which is a very liberal country. So I'm here on a mic talking about, that. you know, talk, saying dropping F-bombs and, and doing whatever I want because that's what I was raised to do. And it was never much, you know, she would always tell me, it's not who you know, it's what you know, because what's in your head, they can't take it away from you, right? You you mm. have to learn something. It doesn't matter what it is. She goes, I don't care if you want to, you know, she, my mom is notorious. She's like, if you want to go be a, like a dancing girl, you better go be the best dancing girl there is, their girl, and then buy the, then buy the shop, you know? <laughs> True. I mean, and, and honestly, like, that's what I've noticed too. Like, people that go to, you know, college to major and art major oh you're not gonna make any money it's like that's not true look at michelangelo look at all these artists that really made money and if they didn't make money they're still in history it's like you know it just depends man like it doesn't matter what you want to do if you're gonna do it just be the best at it like that's i agree with i agree with your mother <laughs> <laughs> she's a she's a character her i just the older she gets she is funny she's just the stuff she says david now Cause she's sixty two and she just. Well, say she's older. She don't care, man. She got nothing to hold back. Nothing. It's just so nothing. Filter. No filter. Yeah, she's like coffee with no filter, just straight to it. She's she's super funny. Like just the stuff that she says. I I I wish I could sometimes like document her, and but I can't because it just happens so in the moment. Right. So you have to be documenting your whole life in order to catch that gem. <laughs> she is. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's pretty great. Hopefully one day I can interview her. She refuses. She refuses. Man, I love that podcast. I listen to that one. <laughs> She's funny. She's funny. Maybe one day you'll meet her. She did. You know what? She did go to my the event, my first curated event. She did go, uh, which is uh, it was a special. One. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty special. Yeah, she doesn't really like to go see me on stage. She kind of stays behind the scenes because she feels that I'm gonna, I'm gonna like not perform right. So. And it's true, it's nerve-wracking to see your mom in the stage. Hell yeah. I mean, I've never even been on stage, but I can only imagine. Like, How have you not been on stage? Oh, man. What are we getting into here? I, I used to ditch my uh, CP English class because my professor or whatever his name was, um, uh, Mr. Stone, which is funny because anyway, long, okay, backtrack. Mr. Stone, he you write an essay for him, you turn it in, he would make you read it in front of the class. And if you didn't read it, he would give you 50%. So I would skip every class that I had to read it in front of the class. So he would always give me 50%. And one day he pulled me aside after class and said, David, you're getting a D in this class because you refuse to read your material in front of the class. He's like, but I read all your essays. They're great. And when I did my first um, conference about real estate, like I hosted it. I rented the spot. You know, I, I, you I had think. two other people. Yeah, I had two other people talk. He reached out to me and said, see, David, you've always left good people from great content. So he told me. Look at that. So, yeah, no, it hit me, man. It hit me in a way that didn't really make sense because when I was in high school, I was just writing things about my life, things that happened. But to him, it was good content at the time. Like, you know, you and I, like, we know good content. We're adults. We understand when something's decent and when something's not. He's telling me that when I'm in, you know, 11th grade. And I'm like, dude, that's not content. Like, that's my life. I'm not making that up. But in order for you to get a grade, he required you to read it in front of the class, which as far as today, it's like, that's a great teacher. Like, read out loud. And he would always say, if you can't read your own material, it's plagiarism. So that's what he made you do. Read your own words. If you can't read your own words, then you're making it up. Because that's words you've never heard or never used. So it was brilliant, but I never went because I was too afraid to read it in front of the class. And, you know, it, it, it is what it is, man. Like you can't judge kids and what they're going through. You got to just sit down and understand them. But the best thing I can do for me and my kids is like, you know, read with them, get them educated as much as I possibly can, you know, um, know if they're doing their homework, know if they're going to class, know where they're at and, you know, just, just be there. Like anything else, like if you give it, okay, grass isn't green 
where you put turf. It's green where you water it. Like, just water it. It'll be green. Like, and if you're putting water or energy or life into people that matter around you, like, it's going to be green, you know? Like, and that doesn't have to be a person. It can be, it can be a business. It can be, you know, a dream. For me, it started off with journals and pieces of paper and, and then it turned into like, holy crap, I'm on a podcast right now talking. Like, what the fuck? Like, what? So it's like, it doesn't, it, it, it's not, it's, what's that old quote? It's like, doing what you say you're going to do is not as important as actually doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you just have to do this shit. It can be minuscule. It can be silly. It can be whatever. But actually doing it is more important than like what you're actually doing it's like your word and your bond and your energy of just showing up people just don't show up and everyone wants to work at eight to five for someone else but they won't work a fucking 10 to three for themselves or or a you know eight to five for someone else and then a six to nine for themselves they just want to go and veg and do nothing it's like when you're not at work, like I get it, like work sucks, but use those hours to supply your lifestyle and don't be over your head with your lifestyle as far as budget. And then sit back and say, what can I do with the other, you know, four or six hours? And if those four to six hours are un- uh, unbeneficial, then use them for something that's beneficial. And it's not going to show up in the first day. Like I wish, re- I, I wish negative results showed the results on day one. They don't. They show the results on five years, six years, seven years. Mm-hmm. And you don't know it because you're not looking for it. So it's like if you have extra time or just, okay, no one has extra time, right? Let's be honest. It's like we have 24 hours in a day. Like that's it. Sun rises, sun sets. But with those 24 hours, if you find yourself with extra hours, with not knowing what to do, so you go through Instagram, you go through Facebook, you go through fucking, you know, whatever, Snapchat, Twitter, whatever you go through. Whatever it is that you do, everyone, YouTube, everyone has their own avoidance. So if you can eliminate that and put that towards something that you enjoy doing, you'll be successful. I don't care who you are because nobody in America or the world cares about what you look like, what you think, what you can be gay, you can be trans anything you can be anything you know what i mean and we don't care as long as what you provide and what you add as far as value is sufficient you'll be successful but the thing is you won't be uh, sufficient on the first day so it's gonna take time man like take your time well that's just it it, you have to take your time. Sorry to cut you off because no, you didn't cut me off. Like I was talking way too much. Thank you. <laughs> no, you you were you were on a you you turned on you turned on. There's a button that I turn on. And you, it's on now for you. But the I heard a quote. <clears throat> I was hosting a I was MC to a graduation ceremony. A really cool program out here. You would love it. It's uh the it's eight weeks like a hybrid eight weeks. And they teach you like finance marketing uh, for your business. Mm. And this is government funded, but they do it in the low income community. So you, it doesn't matter where you're from, but you have to be in a tax bracket, a certain tax bracket. I would bracket. say you don't got to pay for it. You don't do nothing. Like, nothing. That's nothing. huge. That's huge. Free. Like, do, they, do they market for that? Like how many people show up for that? Like, uh, So there was 28 students. This is the second cohort. So I have a really good friend of mine that uh that he did this for I don't know what they call it in the states. Well, I don't over here they call it uh community Toronto community housing, uh okay. which is like like you you make under thirty k. He used to do this in that sector for the the students that live there, and so it's like section eight in New York, like yes. where you get like the food stamps, like that section. So he used to do this program there and I used to help him out, you know, at the beginning of my, my brand, uh, just with like giving them confidence, giving the, it was all volunteer. Um, and now he's kind of, he's in a different organization where it's like big dollars, like the university, York university is there and they're giving these students a certificate from the university of completion, which is like a big deal. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. especially for something that's free. And 
it, it just you just have to apply. And one of the students, one of the graduates, went on Dragon's Den. While he was in the program, he went on Dragon's Den and he won fifty k investment from Dragon's Den. Damn, good for him. Which is wild, right? And when you take somebody that comes from where I come from, long short, one of the keynote speakers that I presented, she said that business is like um, like a bamboo tree because it takes a bamboo tree five years to come out the ground. It's growing underground. And then on the fifth year, it goes, whoop, and it shoots mm-hmm. up. Mm-mm-mm. And she's like, that's how I see business. And that's how I see everybody in this room. I don't typically, when, I, when I'm when i on stage, I'm on. Like, for you to get tears from me on stage, that's, in my eyes, got watery when she said it's that. Because I, yeah, it's just real. It, it's a real fact. And you mm-hmm. and I both know this. How long have you been in business now? I don't know, probably going on six, seven years. There we go. And and you, the first three years were rough. And you were absolutely. out here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, it's, and, and, and business is business. But what I, what I consider business is, Doing the things you don't want to do. Yeah. That's it. No, definitely. And you have to do those things. Like now I'm being told by like, you know, professionals, Hannah, you need to make a deck. You need to go out there and do this and that. And I'm like, oh my God, this requires a whole level of me. It's no longer like I'm out here hustling, trying to get shows and gigs. It's like, well, no, Hannah, now you're you're up and eligible. You can get the dollars from the places for you to do the stuff better um absolutely it, it requires it requires a certain a certain attribute a level for you to do that absolutely yeah well, how has that been for you what's that how has that been for you like when you have to level up was it scary were you was it something easy so Honestly, like I'm having to level up right now and every day in my life. Like, um, I don't know. It, it came to a point where like it wasn't easy. It was necessary. But it being necessary made it easy because in my mind, it's like, like, okay, like the only way to say it is like you and I and everyone listening to this podcast is going to wake up from either, you know, 6 a.m. to you know, 10 p.m. or 10 a.m. If you're not up by 10 a.m., it's like, I don't know what, you're working the graveyard shift. And if you're working the graveyard shift, that's okay. <laughs> Wake up at 1 or 12, that's that's fine. You're working a graveyard shift. Like I understand that. But if you're not working a graveyard shift and you're not up by 8 a.m., it's like you're wasting time that is viable, uh, viable to like you and people around you. So for me, it's like, I don't know if it was easy or not, but I worked a full-time job. As you know, I think I I was a cocktail server. I worked in a bar and I served drinks and waited on tables and I was really good at it. The people asked me to be management and I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that because I I got a real estate license and started working in real estate. And I realized eventually I'm like, dude, fucking working with buyers and sellers is shitty. And then I looked up bigger pockets and YouTube channels and, studied and did my research and noticed that I'm like, okay, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z wholesale, buy rentals and have vacation rentals. And before that I had, like I told you before, no college education. I, I didn't know what I was doing or what I just knew how to research, put my head down and burn like what Jim Rowe would say, the midnight oil. I stayed up late. Like I would get off at six, 7 PM some nights and I'd go home and instead of watching, you know, what's a hot show, you know, Desperate Housewife. I don't know a hot show right now. Like uh, what Rick and Morty. Like I, I, I'm, I'm reading books. I'm, I'm on YouTube saying how do I make a million dollars a year through real estate. I would just indulge in information, but information wasn't enough. It, 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 it's information with applied knowledge. So you gather information, you have knowledge, and you apply the knowledge towards what it is you're studying and based off the 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 time and effort applied you have x amount of results like two times two will always be four doesn't matter it'll be four so how do i get two times my effort versus two times my results apply the fucking knowledge and that's what i did I, i i sat back i i every day i worked on 
bettering myself. You want to know something funny? I don't know if I said this in the last podcast or not, but I used to carry a hair uh, a hairspray bottle and I would squeeze it as if I was shaking like the president's hand or someone's hand and I would just squeeze it. And when I started meeting people like contractors, builders, you know, investors, I noticed they had a vicious handshake, a strong handshake. And my years of shaking a hair can spray, I would get a huge hair can, like literally the biggest can I can think of, which as you know, ladies know, it's, I, I think I would put uh, Tresemme, the biggest can, it was black, it had the yellow waves on it. I would squeeze it in my car all the time. And then when I went on these meetings, meeting these people that were you know, multimillionaires in, in this business, I would squeeze and shake their hands and, and they would look at me like this guy understands hard work because I put the work in with the can, but then I backed that work up with, you know, execution as far as like what they want, as far as information on the property or, you know, X, Y, and Z. But it was that initial meet that meant a lot. And that initial handshake was created off of what I've read, what I did beforehand and working on it. So it's like, it really just comes down to like working on it every single day. Like people, Oh, I made a million dollars a day on YouTube and Instagram. It's like, dude, like that's cool, man. Like you've been doing it for, you know, 15 years, you made a million dollars. That's wonderful. But like, I want to start today. Like, what did you do today? And it's okay to say that I made five phone calls or three text messages if, or I woke up 30 minutes early. Like you, it's hard with all this live shit to sit back and say, working on yourself daily. Isn't like, I'm going to make a million dollars tomorrow. Like, no, it's, I woke up 10 minutes earlier than I wanted to. I, I did 10 push-ups more than I wanted to. I ate healthier food than I wanted to. That's the difference between like success and failure. I don't think you could have said that any better because I'm sitting here and I'm nodding my head. Like I'm nodding my head as you're talking. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're speaking facts. I remember you, I don't, I don't recall what scenario it was, but you had DM me and you said, Hannah, I just did something I saw in a textbook. Yeah. I, it was it was like one of your I think it was like one of your flips or you know it was it was in your earlier stages like I just did a transaction that I saw in a textbook and I, I was like I, yeah yeah I read half the book and made a deal yeah <laughs> yeah so that's kind of like that's the that's the type of stuff that I feel needs to be said because there's so much knowledge out there for free for free that you know sometimes it's like I look at people when they're like, oh, I got an email. I got an email Saturday night, you know, 8 p.m. I could tell this person was, you know, their head was like running. Hannah, how can I get speaking gigs? I Dang. said, you start making them your own. You have to make your own speaking gigs. You have Facts. to make your own events. Facts. You know, nobody, you're going to go to organizations. You're going to go to, you know, Microsoft. So what, or, what if they don't show up? Like. They, you, you have to make them by yourself. So mm -hmm. I said, you know, start a channel, start a YouTube, an Instagram, I don't care, TikTok. And every Monday at 8 p.m., you're going to put up a video. Okay. Every Monday. You can do that for a year. So then you you have, you you practice what you want to preach, right? Wisdom yeah, Wednesday. Absolutely, yeah, I've been doing Wisdom Wednesday. Fuck, I'm like, I've been doing Wisdom Wednesday for like two years. I've walked into rooms. Oh, Hannah, that, that's Hannah. Wisdom Wednesday with that. You, that's what you do, right? You, you put in practice what you see. What do I see? The big, like the big mm -hmm. TV hosts and that they own networks. What do they do online? They're consistent. Yeah, no, they are daily and, and they have a team and, but you know, people are like, oh, they have a team. It's like, well, that team couldn't produce content without that person producing the content. It's like, even if they have a team, it's like, yeah, they have a team to like, you know, put them away from certain you know, objects and jobs. But at the end of the day, it's like that team wouldn't be irrelevant if they did not have a thing to record and produce. 
they have to still do it, you know? Yeah. And you have to learn the itty bitty things that like the transactions that you do, I'm sure that's so much go into it. Like whether it's the legal team, it's the banking, it's the contractor. Is this person liable? Am I going to pay him full at the beginning? Am I paying him 20% and 30% and 40%? Right, right, exactly. You know, what are we doing? Um, so right. where's the small things? Yeah. We're like, where are we at? And I mean, you gotta, you gotta be up front, like, you know, up front. Cause if you're not, then it won't matter. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's, there's certain, I always get whenever I'm in, whenever I'm in meetings and things like that with, with different organizations, when I'm going to do work for them now. And once the call finishes, I usually get like a, a DM or a text. I didn't know you were so honest. How do you mean? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, right. Like, what do you mean? You didn't know? Like, it's like, dude, what are you, you know, what are you talking about? You have to be honest because if you're not, okay. What I struggled with at first was like not speaking my mind and then like being upset about it later to myself or like my friends, like complain about it to my mom or like my friends, like I couldn't believe this that, and that. It's like, well, damn, I could have settled that problem if I just said it exactly when it was happening. Like, why did I wait to complain about it to four other people when the source of what was making me angry, I could have expressed it to them right then and there and been over with it. Well, that's, I feel, you know, whenever I think about you, I always think of you as like this, this serial entrepreneur. Like I, I see you in such high lens, but it's these small life lessons that you've taken over the years and you apply it. Well, they say if we knew what we were, or if we did what we knew, we'd all be rich, skinny, and happy. But we don't. <laughs> what we do is we gather knowledge and don't apply it. And that's, they say knowledge is power, but that's incorrect. Applied knowledge is power. Power by itself or knowledge by itself is not power. It's just knowing something that could be better. But if you don't do it, it's not better. Did you ever, when you were a kid, did you ever picture yourself like you are today? Was this like the vision that you've had for your for your life? Honestly, when I was a kid, <laughs> this oh is Hannah, you're always asking me questions that I like would never expect. But no, as a kid, I met. So I grew up very, you know, poor. I had a single, you know, my mom raised me, my brother, and my oldest brother wound up going to prison for life and just not knowing what I wanted to do or having no one in the house saying, Did you do your homework? What have you eaten today? What have you washed your hands? Did you brush your teeth? It was just, I did whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. So today I try to apply that to my same lifestyle, but the difference is like doing what I want to do and going places I want to go and taking care of people I want to take care of involves, you know, money. So yeah, how do I do that? And that's what made me, when I had my first kid, I'm like, okay, I have my own child. I knew who I, how I grew up, you know, wick checks and you know, you know, food stamps, which is okay. It's not even a bad thing. Like, yeah. shit, if you can get them, get them. But it's like, I just wanted to be able to look my kids in the eye day to day and and play with them and interact with them because that that's what I didn't get from my single mom. And I'm not knocking my mom. Like, my mom did everything she could to make us, you know, fed, happy. You know, we 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 live in a one bedroom apartment. She had the bedroom. We had the 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 living room. She did whatever she could, but it's like, I grew up with the mentality of like, man, I wake up early, I grind and I go to bed. That, that was it. So I never would have thought like who I am today is what I wanted to be. But it's crazy because like every job I ever had, I started working when I was 14 with my uncles that owned a landscaping business. So I started going, you know, throwing flyers, door knocking because my uncle spoke Spanish. And I never understood Spanish. My mom never taught me. So my uncle spoke a lot of Spanish. They couldn't translate to the, you know, how do I say this? Rich community, uh, majority were not Spanish. You know, let's be honest. They weren't minorities for the most part. So I was communicating to them in a language or a manner that they understood. So I learned very early at 14, 15, like, hey, I can cut your grass for, you know, $40. 
and we'll do it every two weeks. Or I basically ran the numbers for my uncle's company. It was really my uncle and his brother, my uncle Ed. So it was Ruben and, and Eddie that had the company. So we would literally go up in the rich neighborhoods, up in Oregon, you know, and drive through the hills. I mean, we had Damon Stoudemire, uh, uh, what's his name? Damon Stoudemire has a client, like he went in the really nice neighborhoods and threw these flyers. So what they call driving for dollars today is where I drive around and look for, you know, broken houses to buy. I was doing that at the age of 14 with landscaping. So it's like, I've always had that instilled in me without knowing it. And when I would get jobs, my first job, I think officially was at Payless. I would sell shoes. And they've always said to me, like, you're going to be successful. I'm like, I don't understand why or where that comes from. But it was always something that was told to me. I was a server at a restaurant for eight years. And I would serve people that were successful because it was a you know cleaner, higher end restaurant. And they would tell me, you're going to be successful, kid. You know, I'm 21 years old. I'm having a, you know, my first born child on the way, no college education, barely graduated high school, living in an apartment, you know, I I Ubered to work. (laughs) How are you going to tell me I'm going to be successful? How is that possible? But there's something that successful people have in common. It's like the golden thread of like not giving up, not quitting, knowing that you're not perfect, but still going forward as if you are and wanting to learn things that you'd never thought you would even know. It's wanting more for yourself and wanting more for the people around you that brings you into accepting the fact that you are the person that's going to receive it. That's really what it comes down to. Like there's a billion people in the world, but if you're not somebody that you believe is going to receive the things that you want, you never will. Oh my God. That was a bar. That was such a bar. You see my questions? My questions make sense. No, they got me talking on great. I'm like, on, I'm like, am I in Area 51? I feel like Bob Lazar in this movie right now. <laughs> it's just, you know what? You made me go back to, because I'm always, I'm you and I, we're relentless. Like when I want something, oh my goodness, it's over. When I have a vision in my head, yeah, I will not stop until I see it. Like until I see it nice. in my head. And um, I feel like that's what people would see in you as a kid. I used to, I wanted to go to, you know, in Canada, Canada's huge, the second largest country in the world. And I've only been to two other cities mm-hmm. um, because it's really expensive. You're to blessed to go. Not only been, blessed to go. Blessed. But it happened when I was in the eighth grade. Okay. And, you know, we had to sell Boydum chocolate boxes. You know, the chocolate boxes that were $2. Yeah, of course. And my mom, single mom. That trip was five hundred dollars, and um, basically her rent was five hundred dollars. So she goes, "I can't pay for that trip for you, and if you're gonna want to go to that trip, you're gonna have to get it down to a hundred dollars. If you get the, if you get it down to a hundred dollars, I'll pay it, and you can go." Uh, so for yeah. every chocolate yeah. box, long short, you oh yeah, my she God. gave you a mission. Yeah, she till this now when she says it, she's like, "That's when I figured out you were like." Uh, in in Spanish, she says el demonio, which means the devil. She's like, I, that's when I figured out you're the devil because I sold chocolates to everyone you can imagine. I was in the doctor's office. I'm like, hi, do you want to buy chocolate? I really want to go to Ottawa. They're $4. Do you want to buy two? Because if you buy two, I could get like, <laughs> yeah, I get two for one. Let's go. Let's go. Like, you know, I was just in everybody's face. And I remember till this day, I got the trip down to 150 and I cried my eyes out because she had said a hundred. Damn. And I knew fifty dollars was was groceries for two weeks for her. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, so I was like, oh, I can't go. And she looked at me. She goes, No, you can go, but I was gonna give you seventy dollars for you to spend. Now I can only give you thirty. You have to figure mm. out. Yeah, you're gonna have to figure out. Go call call your dad. She said, which was like. Damn, you know, work out. Yeah, I don't like calling him. Um, till this day. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. Yeah. Yeah, I just like I met, I met mine twice, and that was good enough for me. Yeah, you're like I'm real good. Yeah. And I um I ended up calling my uncle, and I said I needed. Uh, she gave me 30, 40, 50, 40 bucks, and he sent me a hundred. Wow. Yeah, which was a lot for me, and I took the hundred. 
and I gave 50 to my mom. Wow. I split it. I always split even any money I ever got as a teenager. I would split it with her down the middle. Everything. Because it's my homie. I would you say know, she still lives with me like to this day. Yeah, to this day she lives with me. So I'm yeah. not. Yeah, you're taking care of her for real. Yeah. So it was just, you know, I would get my paychecks as like in the grocery store or whatever my paycheck was, half of it down the middle. Here you go, mom. Like this is for light. This is for this. This is for that. So it's just one of those things that you, you and I are caregivers as a as a natural state. It doesn't doesn't serve very well in the love department, but for family, <laughs> it's good. It's good. We're good in that. But the other stuff, I'm like, oh my god, why am I like this? <laughs> Fix your own problems, <laughs> right? Well, that's not a problem, man. You're taking care of the people that took care of you, you know. And and it's crazy because, like, I remember when I first got into it, like, I was really upset with like my mother, like, why didn't you teach me these things? And I remember we expressed this like beforehand, before we ever did like a podcast together. We're mad, you know. We're angry at the world. We're we're upset at the fact that like we weren't taught these things in school and. You know, it's like, who, like no one taught me how to do my taxes. No one taught me how to, you know, do one more push up that I wanted to do as far as like investing my own future. No one, no one showed me that. They showed me how to, you know, get A's, B's or C's if you want to play sports. Like, it's like they knew people that were good at sports were C students. It's like no one, no one showed me like how to want more for myself than like what I expected of myself and my surroundings. And if people accept their surroundings and they're very limited on what they are as individuals. And I wish there was a school or a class that taught that. Like if you have a feeling or intuition about yourself that you believe in, that's, that's not like a random idea. Like, you know, like people that invent things and like do things like that. They're not random ideas. They're, things that you've sat and thought about and felt for years and years and years that just become in front of you and so infatuated that you have to do something about it. And can we touch upon the fact that it doesn't matter what age you get this done at? Because sometimes I feel like, sometimes I'm talking to some of my friends, like, oh yeah, but I don't know if I can do that now. I'm like, but most of these people started stuff at 40 or 47. Well, (laughs) two things. For one, you're never too old to learn and you're never too young to teach. And second, the owner of KFC was like 63 when he invented KFC. So it's like, dude, and he's rich now. He's chilling. He he probably passed away now. It's like, you know, it's like you're never too old, man. Just do the shit. Like who cares when it happens as long as the fact that it's it happens and you get to experience it and go through it. Like people are born and die the same way they're born. Like they don't have new surroundings. They don't experience life, you know, and it can be through unfortunate events or just not. How do I say this without sounding like a freaking jerk? Well, just say lot, it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of people go through life blaming other people, but themselves and have the same life from beginning to end. And it's like, if you're allowed or like allow yourself to just blame yourself and take accountability for your actions, whether they're your actions or not, before you're 18, you're a kid, like your parents, you can't, you know, you can't control where you're born or who you are, but everywhere that you've been born, I promise there's someone that's been successful out of that area. And I'm not talking celebrities, I'm just talking entrepreneurs and wealthy people. So if you can just take your surroundings and be a you know, outspoken, think outside the box and apply yourself to fundamentals that inspire prosperity, then you'll be fine. You just have to do the shit. Like we can, I, I have so many things to complain about from how I was raised and the person next to me and the person next to them and the person next to them have the same exact reasons to be pissed off. But it's like, what are you going to do about it? Like, what are you going to do about those surroundings and things to make yourself better. It's like you can either complain or you can level up. Like, what do you want to do? They both take the same amount of energy. You know, it's like they take the same amount of energy. So how do you want to like, you know, spend your energy and time? Well, that's just it. I keep, I keep having this conversation with one of my, with my younger brother and I keep telling him you grew up a certain way and that's okay, but you don't have to continue like that. You can, turn your life around, you can make changes, you can go, 
you know, build the life that you want for yourself? Like, how do you expect, you know, your parents, who God bless them, but they didn't, they had what they had in their hands and that's it. There is nothing else. You and I as adults now, we realize it like, oh shit, like this bill again? Just it came again? Like I said, like my mom lives with me, your mom lives with you. So you understand like firsthand what I'm saying. But like every now and then I'll be like, mom, like, you know, my bills are X amount or whatever. I'm like, mom, I need, I need this. Like, do you have any toilet paper? Do you have any extra soap? It's like things come up that you don't account for, which it's okay, dude. Like, it's really not the end of the world. It's like, it's okay to lean on people and, and, and need help. You know, it, it's not, it's not the end of the world. So it's like, when I, when I count on like my mom, Hey, I need this and, and that like you, it's like, we're just explaining. It's like, it's the same thing. Like it's, it's not a bad thing to need help because everyone needs help, but some people just aren't, they're too afraid to admit it. You know? Oh, I have no time. I have been the last three months. I do not recall a like a weekend or a week that I was home for two days in a row. Like I'm always doing something now and it's just getting busier and I don't have the time to go shopping, like to go to a store, to pick up clothes. I don't have the time. So my mom, yo, mom, I need this thing, this color, that color. She'll go online. Boom, 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 boom. She finds it for me. She sends me pictures. Hannah, what do you think? You like this? Okay, cool. She buys it. And she probably loves doing it too. Yeah, yeah. She, she's all over. She's like, oh, look what I found on sale. But she has, she's retired. She has the time. She yeah. has the time to do it. So Exactly. And she loves doing it because she's taking care of you. You're still her child, like no matter how old you are. Like she's, yeah. you know, it gives them something to do. It gives them some type of livelihood as far as like, I'm taking care of my kids. Like, and for me, it's like, mom, I need this. You know, I need X, Y, and Z. Like, you got me? She's like, I got you. It's like, cool. Like, even though I can just walk downstairs and have a conversation, like sometimes I'm, 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 you know, four hours away. I buy properties that are an hour away, two hours away, three hours away, four hours away. So it's like, I'm always gone for weeks on in and, and she helps me like she watches my dog. She helps me with this and that. And it's like, it's just crazy. Like your support system and who you have around you is like, like I could never be like, I don't know, a POS because I understand the fact that like I wouldn't be me without my surroundings, you know, like I wouldn't be who I am without the people that I work with and like the people that I network with, like, you know, God. And it's not, it's like, it's not up to just me. Like the fact that I woke up today, like people die in their sleep. Like what the hell, like, what are we talking about? Like, I'm excited about every day because who gave it to me? Like I didn't give today to me. Some other being gave me that. Like, I wake up early. Sometimes I wake up late, but most of the time I wake up early. And it's like, why did I wake up early? Like, who who gave me that, you know, that pass, that okay? So when I wake up, it's like, I try to do what I can in the 24 hours that I have to do it, knowing that I might not make it past another 24 hours. Like, it's true. It's a it's a total blessing, if you really look at it in that way. Some days I have bad days myself. Like, oh my god, I I don't know, you know, how I'm gonna do this and that and that and this. Like, I I, I think I told you at the beginning of this combo, I, I have like four jobs right now, which is wild wild west. Crazy. We live in you live in Toronto. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's an expensive city. It's an expensive city, and I you know like I have my my corporate job. I have my business, which is my brand, and I do corporate gigs and things like that. I'm I I started wedding coordinating in the summertime, what? Uh, because my background is in hospitality. I spent seven years working for a large hotel chain. I've I've seen it all. That's why whenever I I host an event, people are like, "Wow, this was so well planned." Well, yeah, I spent seven years in a property. I've seen events up to like you know five thousand. Right, right, right. I understand the ins and outs of what's going on here. Yeah, so. I want a, a girlfriend of mine, like, you know, old contacts, because I, I want you to touch upon the, the importance of nurturing relationships after this point. But an old contact of mine, she started her own wedding, her what she's a wedding planner. And in the summertime, she had too many gigs. 
She's like, Hannah, I can't be everywhere. She's like, you're going to be my day of coordinator. You meet the people, blah, 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 day of, you're on the ground, boots up, let's go. So, and I was fishing water. It was like nothing. Oh, okay. Flowers at this time, cake at that time. Uh, Make sure everyday business. Yeah, it was nothing. So I was, I was sitting here in October with my mom and I'm like, ma, I got like four jobs. She goes, yeah, you do. You just noticed. It's just, you know, you're, you're doing the thing. You're, you're just, you know, opportunities come. You say, yes, well, right now there's no weddings. Like wedding season has subsided for a little bit because it's, you know, the holiday season. And another friend hit me up. She was, Hannah, I need a bartender for private parties. I said, high-end private parties or like we're in the slums. She goes, no, no, high-end. Fine. So I'm in people who live in very, very rich neighborhoods and I'm bartending. But what am I doing? I'm making connections. I'm so yeah, of course. It doesn't matter where you're at. It matters what you're doing there. You know, like, come on. So it's just one of those things. I'm, I'm saying this. So like I people ask me for things and they they come to me and like, hi, Hannah, I want to be on on stage with you. I want to do this. I want to do that. But have you fostered a relationship with me? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, have you interacted with me? Do you know what's going on? And I, and I find that you're so good at doing that. Like, because we've known each other for years. And I'm like, hey, David, what do you need? Oh, yo, I'm doing this. How's the husband? I'll be doing this, that, that. Yes, yeah. Well, that's because I genuinely care about people. Like, I genuinely care about you. And and I don't know. So, honestly, the people, <laughs> like, I don't know why I even say this. The people that actually I do business with, I've spent less time on the phone with them than I've spent on this podcast in the last month. But there's something about you that you ask genuine questions. You ask great questions. You have a great heart. You you want what's best out of people. And and just talking to you, you genuinely like make me want to do better in my own life when I'm doing better than most of the world. Yeah, you're you act so humble, but <laughs> no, I am humble because this is this is the facts. I'm not a liar. Like, you know, you know, my you know, like how do I say this? My brother drives a Tesla. You know, I drive a great truck that I need for work. I live in a great house, but I'm still just getting by like everybody else. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not flying to Florida on a Monday and coming home on a Tuesday because I wanted lunch. Like, but at the same time, like I am doing better than most of the world, but like most of the world. I'm just getting by. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, we're not, what's that classic quote? We're no, we're not so different, you and I. <laughs> like, we're really not. Like, we're not. We're not. We're not. And, and you know what I'm, you, you know, okay. I want to knock on wood because I believe in karma. I believe in all that. My problems are financial. My three children are happy, healthy. They have great teeth. They have great eyes. They don't need glasses. They eat well. They, they think well. They operate well. My problems are not stress-related towards things that I cannot control. Financial, I can control that. I'm blessed that my problems are banked on how much is that? What do we need to get past that? What can I do today to accumulate that? Those are my problems. My problems aren't like, damn, my two-year-old has cancer in the brain and I can't afford to get a doctor. Those are real problems. Yeah. So I'm blessed. So for me, it's like, I just want to, Keep doing what I'm doing as far as helping people, reading good books, making good investments. And when things are bad, I know they're going to get good. And when things are, and this is the fucked up part. When things are good, they're going to get bad. <laughs> you're, you're honestly, I'm so glad you said that because when I'm in the, when I'm in the bottom of some, like some months I'm sitting here, David, I'm like, oh my God. I'm short this. No. to make this. Bro, see, see, when I'm there, I'm blessed because I have friends that I can call for that money. I'm blessed. But I know 
growing up and what it's like to be like, I don't got nobody to call. So I need to call the one person that I'm short to and have that conversation. But those hard conversations made me ready for these conversations. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, use your surroundings. Okay. A person to me that's strong is someone that is behind but pushes on like they're ahead. That's a strong person. Not someone that sells drugs and makes quick money or or does this and that. It's like, no. A strong person is someone that keeps it pushing when they're two months behind on their car payments and, and, and knowing that they want to pay them. They're not bad people. Like They feel indebted because they are. And they know that they're working hard because they're indebted. That's a strong person. That's who I'm afraid of. Like it reminds me of the movie Savior Private Ryan with Tom Hanks. Everyone in his, uh, you know, platoon. Like I don't know if you ever seen the movie, but they all have different backgrounds. They're from New York, you know, New Jersey, you know, Colorado. They all have different backgrounds, and they're working together. And they have a pool. They put a bunch of money into a pot to figure out what their commander, who is Tom Hanks, does for a living. And and one point in the movie, people have died. It's been a very traumatic, wonderful movie, uh, well-written. But they're, like, fighting. And Tom Hanks, who they all have a pool for to figure out what he does, is sitting there as a leader, and everyone's fighting, knowing that they all have money to see what he does. And he says out of nowhere, he goes, I'm a school teacher. And they all stop fighting. They're like, they're like I'm sorry, what? He goes, I'm a school teacher. He's like, if you were to walk down the streets where I grew up, a little town, you would know me. People waved at me. He goes, I was just a normal person. He's like, but I have a family. Every person I kill gets me closer to being home. Every He doesn't say every person I kill. He says, every mission I accomplish is me closer to getting home. And that is a person that I'm afraid of. Myself and and. And the person that is pushing because of their family, that's who I'm afraid of. I'm not afraid of, you know, ghetto neighborhoods. I'm not you know, yeah. like, duh, you should be afraid, right? Like, don't go wear red in a, in a place that you know is, you know, <laughs> blue related. Like, come on now. Like, you know, that's suicide. Like, you got to be smart, right? Yeah. But I'm afraid of the guy that's sitting back at the house that's behind those bills that has nothing to freaking lose. That's what I'm afraid of because – that guy's working hard and I was that guy and I am that guy and I've kept that consistency in my business and that's what's made me succeed. So if you can just freaking keep that mood when you've made it, you're done, man. Yeah, you made it. You know, I'm not grinding to be found. I'm grinding to disappear. It's like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I want to pay my taxes and not know nobody. I want to have four. I want to have four or five visas and not know my neighbor. You know, it's like, gosh, I just want to live my life. I just want to do what I want to do and enjoy my company that I choose to have around. And it's it's it it just comes through understanding yourself and 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 putting yourself in serious situations. But don't get me wrong, I'm just like you and everyone else. I wanted to work out today. Guess what I didn't do? I didn't work out today. But I put on I put on the calendar tomorrow. It's like, dude, I'm I'm human, man. Like fucking it's not all Instagram and YouTube and Snapchat. Like, yeah, it's like, come on, man. They they took that day to record that little audio, that four second clip that you happen to watch took a whole day for them to make. Like I know. Don't forget that. Like you watch four seconds that you almost swiped that they were begging for you to watch, that was a day and a half to two days of their life. And you just swiped in three seconds. Like, it's not easy, you know? It's like, this shit ain't easy. Even though it's easy for you to watch or ignore or acknowledge, it's not easy to produce. But if you just spent that same time on, like, producing what you wanted and fucked everything else, you're good, man. You're good. You've dropped the mic so many times in this episode that whoever gets to listen to it, like I, I hope you know that you're you're listening to like greatness. You're listening to greatness. Oh, yeah. Nah, look at that here. I'm just talking, man. No, I'm excited. I'm excited. I want to thank you so much for passing by. Do you want people to 
to reach out to you, like, would you want to plug your Instagram handles or what do we do? <laughs> I know. What are we doing? I don't know. Yeah, I was like, no, I'm good. I just, I mean, I think you follow me on uh, Rodriguez Rentals. Yeah, the LLC. real estate. The real estate. I do. Right. And it's with the S, not a Z. So it's R O D R I G U E S R E N T A L S L L C or not. Just look me up and go from there. I don't really post a lot, but uh, I feel like I live in my stories. <laughs> that's for sure. I appreciate your stories. Whenever I do see them, I'm like, oh, hey, David came on. Hey. No, likewise. Yeah. Like you've always, I mean, since I met you, you've always just supplied truth. And 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 uh, like I said, like we can do this all night, you know? You've oh, you always, and I, we can talk yeah, about it. You know, all night. It's like you've always done a really great job. Just, not even a great job, just a, a, a positive service to the world and to Instagram, like, you know, I don't care. You don't need a billion followers to be no. influential. Like you, no. you know, you change one life. Like you made it. You know, and you, no, change, absolutely. you no, absolutely. And you change dozens and dozens. Like I've seen you on stage. I've seen the progression. Like you, you know, like we met through my old, you know, motivational page because you were doing it. And I don't even work on that page. You've been consistent. Like, you know, I appreciate that about you, and I really do like see greatness in you just like you see it in me and and people that listen to what you say it's like you know they're, they're lucky you know they're lucky to be involved so i'm grateful to be here and i, I really appreciate you you know allowing me to, to to talk for a second time and share my story and it's like damn man like I, I can't wait for the next podcast. Like you could have another great person on here, so I look forward to it. No, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. no, me too. I'm mean, you ain't excited as me. Like you always have really cool, you know. I, I, I don't know. I I always I always I always promised myself that I would have you on stage one of these days, and I, I don't know. Oh, it's gonna happen. You know, my last event, I flew somebody out from New York. Oh, for real? Oh, I did. I did. I'm in Oregon. Yeah, I'm in Oregon. I'm not too far away, but I don't know. You never say never. Do you ever come to the States? Let me know. Oh, my goodness. I know. Can somebody invite me over? Like, I get, oh, Hannah, where are you coming? I'm like, you got work for me out there? <laughs> well, let me know. I mean, hey, hey, let me know. I'm, I'm always talking, you know. If you, you know? see anything, if you see a little MC gig or anything like that, I'm let me see my plug. Let me know, I'm man. I'll hop you. on a plane. Or I'll drive out there, even if I got to. I'll make seven fifty-seven. <laughs> That's heavy cargo. <laughs> I have a few friends that are truck drivers. You know, I don't. <laughs> yeah, right. You don't gotta fly. Just get here. Yeah, I'll I'll figure it out. I gotta. I, I got a few man, I'll send you the Addy. Like, you know, I'm in Oregon, man. Just let me know because I'm trying to put more conventions on. Like, I've been going to a lot of uh, conventions, so. You know, I have. I have. I can a... use the speaker. You know, I can use the speaker that's just trying to fire people up. That's for sure. Let me know. I will arrive with bells and whistles on. I I put up <laughs> my vision board for for twenty twenty three that I want to do an international speaking right, engagement in like in person, not virtual. I've done virtual. Yeah, you've been there. Yeah, that. <laughs> I did the virtual thing in yeah uh, during COVID, and you know it was really cool. But you know, it's time. It's time. I think it's time. I, I promised myself that I would do it, so let's see. Let's no, see. I'm looking forward to this. Hey, and if it comes out sloppy, let me know. We'll redo it. No, never sloppy. This is never <laughs> sloppy. I'm excited. I'm excited for this to air, and I think we're going to have a good time. Wait, I got to say, okay, wait. I always do this, and sometimes people don't get it. So when I see to me my name, baby, when I see you, this is your favorite podcast host, Hannah Music, coming at you with David Rodgers. <laughs> On the other end, wishing you the best week ever. Toodles. Thanks, David, for coming by. <laughs>